Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. It is a solo edition of the podcast today. Just me here. Patrick's on like his, what feels like, sixth rafting trip of the summer. And it feels like he's doing one every other week. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, you know, I'm out uh, Thursday through Monday. Like, Where are you going? Oh, I'm going rafting. Oh, okay, cool. Next week goes by, he's back. The week after, hey, I'm leaving uh, day Wednesday through Saturday. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going rafting. Okay, cool. You know, two and three weeks. Comes back for another week. It's basically every other week he's gone rafting. <laughs> and I guess it's probably part of the last summer not being able to do anything. So he's probably just filling it all in now. It's weird, though, because he's timing it where he actually has a job now and he still keeps going out. So... Whatever. I'm not judging him. I'm just laughing about it because it feels like he's been gone constantly for the last month and a half or so. Uh, so we're going to do a solo episode today. It's going to be basically a kind of a quick hit kind of thing. I do have a beer in front of me that is going to be our beer of the week. I'm pretty intrigued to try it. It's a brewery we did once on the podcast. And actually, we didn't do it on the podcast. I talked about it on the podcast. Same brewery. First time I saw a different beer on the shelf from them. So we'll get to that as we get closer towards the end of this little segment here. But you can find us most places you can find podcasts. You can find us on Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Omni, and Stitcher. The only place you cannot find us is Spotify. And you can find us on social media. Instagram.com slash beers on us is our main hub. That's probably the easiest way or definitely the easiest way to get in touch with us. And then uh, Twitter at Beers on Us Pod, and then Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. Personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDD085 on Instagram. Weekend beer wise for me, I'm trying to remember. I didn't really do anything crazy weekend beer wise. Uh, we left Pelican last week with a bottle of the honey rice lager. The Sapporo, I believe they called it, or something like that, uh, which I'd had before. And it turns out Corin was the one who actually came up with that recipe, the one who was on the podcast last week. By the way, I thought that was uh, an awesome episode last week with Corin. He was a lot of fun to sit down with, and it was cool getting to go up to Cannon Beach and be there before they opened, but just kind of be in a different location to do it. And uh, so if you have not listened to last week's episode, the third Pelican Brewing, final Pelican Brewing of the summer, then uh, I would go back and listen to that. But he, uh, they gave us one each of a 500-milliliter bottle. So I had that. That was quite delightful. 
And uh, beside that, I don't think there was a ton on the shelf that truly spoke to me this week. Uh, I wound up just buying some beer at Safeway. I got, you know, I got a tsunami export stop from Pelican and I got uh, migration straight out of Portland IPA, which is in my fridge right now. But beyond that, I'm trying to remember the one I have in front of me was the one I was most intrigued this weekend that I bought and I saved it for the podcast because I didn't get through the beer that I bought this weekend. But uh, I don't think I had anything that was necessarily spectacular, just, you know, mostly solid beer. Nothing was bad. I didn't have any sort of like drain pour experiences or anything like that. So uh, sorry for lack of details on that. But anyway, I wanted to talk in this quick hit today about getting a chance to go to the brew day of the second version of beer of the week that we're doing with Barrelick Brewing drink. And this was on Friday last week, bright and early in the morning, showed up at Barrelick at 8 a.m. And uh, Rick was there and Travis was there. And I believe Corey was the third guy's name. I'm terrible with names, but I, I do the repeat it to them to try to help. And I think it was Travis and Corey. Um, and they were there, and uh, Corey was the one who helped me do, or, or at least helped show me making the early process of the beer. Now, the actual entire process of it, for those who are un, uh, uncertain about it, which includes me because I didn't know, was very, very long. It's like an, basically an entire day process. You know, I, I thought we'd have a couple more steps we could do in the time that I was there. I was there for four hours or so. I was there until about 12, and then I had to get going to get ready for work. But, uh, the, the parts that I did see were very, very interesting. This is the first time I've ever seen beer being made in my life. I've never done it before. It was absolutely fascinating. I went up on the, uh, the little elevated area up by the tanks and we had the mash tank was most of my time there was spent with that. And I thought one of the most interesting things about that was it, it almost kind of felt like a game within making the beer of managing the temperatures because he had the the uh, recipe sheet with him of like the temperature that you should try to get it to and the you know amount of each ingredient that he was putting into it and uh it was just kind of interesting standing up there with him and he was constantly checking the temperature there is uh, an actual thermometer that you can stick into the vat into the tank into the mash tank of the vat i guess that's a similar word right um into the mash tank and you can get the temperature around the tank and they would take five different readings and then average it out to see what the temperature is. But there was also a temperature of like water going in and there was a little cold water nozzle that you had to manage a little bit to kind of keep the temperature in the right range that you want it to be in um, because it's kind of just changing throughout the entire process in that, in that first tank. In the match tank, I want to say it was in there for about, oh, like an hour and a half or something like that, 45 minutes, hour and a half. I, I'm... I'm I remember waiting for 45 minutes. We did something. We had a 45-minute pause and then went back up there and, and continued to check the temperature. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, there was multiple things that he was throwing into the mash tank in that early process. And then we had it go into the kettle, which was like a tank over, still up on the raised ledge. And there was – I don't, I don't know the name of the, the contraption, but there was, a, there was like these two vials that were attached to – essentially hoses or, or lines of liquid and uh, they were clear and glass so he moved those around to get the beer that was being brewed in the mash tank over to the kettle and the most interesting part about that for me was 
at first it was incredibly cloudy, not because we're making a hazy, just because there's so much stuff that was going into the mash tank that it was just it was cl a cloudy product at that point. And as it's transferring over, it starts to get more and more and more clear. And then by the end, when it's f fully transferred over into the kettle, it's fully clear, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, it was kind of cool. Like, you know, there was there's little like breaks in the brew process. And every time I looked over, it was like, oh, a little clearer. Oh, wow. That's a different beer, completely different beer. And uh, the kettle, when it got to the top of the kettle, and that was uh, that was about when I had to leave. The only other thing I helped them do, well, I did two things, was I went into the freezer area and got the hops out. And we weighed out the three hops that are going to be in the beer, which is the same three hops as last year, Strata, Mosaic, and Simcoe. And uh, I got to, you know, for the first time in my life, put the hop pellets in my hands and smell them and, and kind of feel what they felt like. Boy, is that a cool experience. The, the smell is so pungent and not like in an overpowering way, but just like, hey, I can tell this is a Simcoe hop. And, oh, I get a little bit of the mosaic note, like what you get in the nose of a beer when you drink it. When you're holding that in your hand, it was it was like, oh, wow. It's like that ratcheted up. It's super concentrated of that smell. Um, so I got to portion those out, but did not get to see the hops go in because that was after I left. And then I also was uh, put to work. I called myself the intern for it, and they had me basically use like a shovel and take what was left from the mash tank and dump it into these giant blue barrels because I guess uh, like farmers will come by and take them for feed for their animals. Otherwise, it goes to waste. So I, I did that and helped them a little bit. And uh, I, I laughed because they were like, all right, Mike, we got something for you to do because I think they, they knew I was a super novice at all of this. Like I didn't have any sort of experience with any of this, so they didn't really trust me to do much of it at all. But um, – I was like, oh, you want me to do something? I'm leaving soon. What do you want me to do? And they're like, can you, like, we're just going to have you scrape out this uh, this feed that we're going to give to a farmer. And I was like, I'm the intern. I understand. So I was able to help them do that. Uh, it was cool being there. It's, it actually goes by really quick. Like, I was there from 8 a.m. to noon. And it was it was early, especially for me. I'm somebody, my, my job doesn't start until, like, 1. So I don't normally wake up that early. And... Uh, we had actually just gone to Pelican the day before. Also, we had to be at Pelican by 9 a.m., so leaving at 7.30 in the morning to get out there. And um, I was exhausted. And I was, like, going there. I was like, man, I don't, this is going to feel like a long four hours or however long I'm going to stay there. I didn't know. And it went by really fast. And I kind of liked the the vibe of it. Like, you, you keep an eye on the clock. You know how much time you have to wait to go do your next step. And then in that gap, you know, you can take care of other stuff around the brewery, you know, clean a little bit, or you can get the next thing set up, like where we, in one of the breaks while it was in the mash tank, we, you know, went and got the hops and weighed out the hops, and then we went up and had to do something else, and then it was just, uh, it was kind of, it, it kind of went by really, really quick. And I even asked, uh, I asked the guys, I was like, so on a, on a brew day, is this like the pacing of it? Like, does the day feel like it goes by like that in a snap? And they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because once you're in it, once you're in that rhythm and the routine, even though there's like 45 minute breaks in the middle, it's not like you're just sitting around for 45 minutes, you're doing other stuff. And you know, I mean, obviously they can take a lunch and whatever, but, uh, that was, uh, that was really, really cool experience. The best part about it was getting to drink the hot scotchies which we did tease on the podcast last week i believe that we would be able to do that and what a hot scotchy is is it's the wort that comes out 
uh, of the mash tank, and they poured it in a pitcher. It just looks like you know similar color to beer. If you saw our Instagram story from the day of it last Friday, you would have seen us drinking it. And then you just mix that with some scotch, and the sweetness of the wort almost cuts some of the like uber stri- strength that a scotch will give you when you when you take that sip. And it kind of just takes it like a really good mixed drink. So it was really enjoyable and especially hot too. Like the, it, as it got a little bit cooler, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit less, like once it got closer to room temperature, but when it was still hot out of the tank, I, I thought that was like a wonderful winter drink. And I guess that's a tra- uh, tradition at Bear Lake when they do new beers is they'll drink the hot scotchies once the uh, once they are able to do so in the brewing process. So if you, if you didn't get a chance to see the story, I don't think you can ever find old stories on Instagram. I'm not really sure. That's not really my forte. Patrick was the one there posting all the, the IG stuff. But if you did get a chance to see it, uh, you got to see what that looked like. It was a really, really fun experience. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're looking for end of August, so a couple of weeks away from that beer coming out. And uh, we still haven't confirmed anything, but... I think we were looking at the th- the Thursday, I believe it is, which is the, I'm going to pull it up on my phone real quick. Thursday, the 26th, I believe, was the day we were looking towards potentially doing the launch party. So, again, that's not official. We'll try to give you as much heads up as we can. Uh, but in the craft beer world, things kind of just fly by the seat of their pants sometimes. This was supposed to be brewed a week and a half prior to us doing it, but uh, something happened and they wound up having to do it on last friday anyway so shit happens as they say and uh we'll see what we'll see what we do with the launch party but that should be a lot of fun um okay now excuse any awkward pauses here but it's beer of the week time i had to crack the can myself this time here on beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris and the beer that i am pouring for myself is from Japis brewing now if you remember I talked about they had their uh, red bean paste stout that I had had, and I talked about it, and we actually looked it up in the middle of the podcast where they were, and they are a brewery out of Brazil that is a Japanese-Brazilian brewery, and now on this can it says brewed by Japanese Chicago, Illinois, so I'm assuming they have a, a, a U.S. location at this point, or that's just where they have a relationship with, but this is a Brazilian brewery, all-female-run that is uh, making Japanese-style beers because they are uh, Jap- Japanese-Brazilian uh, women. You know, they are Japanese heritage, but they live in Brazil. So the, the red bean paste stout was good. I, I didn't get a ton of the red bean paste out of it, but it was a tasty stout nonetheless. So the beer that is in front of me right now is Matsurika. It is a pilsner made with jasmine flowers. One of the highlights of Japanese cuisine is the tea. And one of the most delicate and flavorful teas is made using the jasmine petals called Matsurika in Japan. We added these petals to the recipe of a pilsen, a soft and delicate beer bringing jasmine notes to the aroma and palate. Now, if Patrick was here, he could help me, but did they misspell pilsner? Or is pilsen a style of beer that I did not know existed? I don't know. You guys can tell me on Instagram if you know. I'm going to take a sip. It is very, very light in color. Um, almost like cider-like and how light and, uh, light and yellow and clear it is light, yellow, clear. Those are three different descriptors. Uh, it is very like wheat colored. Is that a good descriptor? Probably. 
All right. I'm going to take a sip, so excuse the awkward pause. Interesting. You know, I've gotten way more into Pilsners since doing this podcast. And I've grown to appreciate a really good Pilsner. And this is a little bit different than the Pilsners that we have out here. Now, it does have the, a very similar back end to the palate where it kind of has this crisp, refreshing, a little bit of like a, I know that people said they hate the term bready with Pilsners, but that's just where my brain goes. You know, it's it's a, it's the body aspect of it. Like crackery maybe is the better way to put it that the brewers like heard differently. It gives you that for sure. The The initial sip is very different than what you would expect from drinking a, a Pilsner, especially those that we've been having here a lot recently. I wonder if that has to do with the jasmine flower going into it, the petals of it, you know, the, the tea flavor, maybe that's coming out a little bit. I think that's what it is. I think it is the tea flavor that kind of leads off the sip. And then it kind of has, it actually has a pretty light body in the middle. And then the back end really hits you with the Pilsner that you're used to. So it's, a, it's an interesting take on a Pilsner. Uh, I like it. I like it. I'm not a huge tea guy. I don't know if I love, like, I don't love tea flavor too much. So personal preference wise, the front end of this beer is like, okay, it kind of, you know, I, I get the tea aspect of it. But once you get into the actual Pilsner part of it, pretty solid. So. There's our beer of the week. It is Matsurika from Japas Brewing, which is a Brazilian-Japanese brewery. And uh, I guess in Chicago, based on what the can says. So I found this at Market of Choice. That's also where I found the Red Bean Paste Stout. So a couple of their beers are here. So if you're interested in trying this brewery and supporting them, uh, they are certainly on the shelves where you can find them. All right. Patrick is going to be back next week. Uh, I leave <laughs> next week. Shocking. On on Tuesday, so if he wants to do an early week podcast, we can. Otherwise, uh, he may be doing a solo ed edition himself next week. So we'll see what happens, but we'll be back next week as well. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. It really helps us out. If you are backlogged on episodes, uh, go back and listen to them because, you know, it's us. You, you know us. You know, they're not going to love all of them probably, but they're all pretty solid episodes. And we had a really good stretch of great episodes for a couple of months here in the summer. So, and, and late spring so if you missed any of those i would certainly suggest going back and listening to those but we'll see you next week and i gotta throw it in there because patrick's out keen stays We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.